Hello and welcome to our very first podcast, The T's and C's of Life. Um, this We don't have a name for our first podcast, so we're calling it our pilot. And we wanted to just do an introduction to who we are as people. Um, Tanya and Claire, hence the T's and C's of Life. Um, so we wanted to talk a little bit about who we are, why we've come here and why we're doing a podcast in the first place. So Tanya, do you want to tell us a little bit about how we know each other? Well... I moved to Kent, so what are we now, was 2020, yeah. October, November even, yeah. That's so why I moved to Kent in August 2013, so from South East London, hence the accent, um, <laughs> so I met Claire, I think I met you, what, must have been a bit of time after I'd moved It was a couple in. of weeks after. I met was... Trev the day I moved in. Yeah, that's right. And then didn't see you for a while. Because he had his accident. Yes, his and accident, that was yeah. pretty soon after yeah, I moved yeah, it in, was, wasn't yeah. it? So yeah, so Trev had his accident, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, and then, so then yeah, Claire disappeared, so I never saw her. And then I was um, very lonely in the village after a while, because <laughs> moving and had no friends. So I um, sent out, so how did I get your number? I still question how I got your number. Well, I was calling you Danielle for a while, because I <laughs> well, thought that your name was Many Danielle. names. And I used to wave at you across the street, hi Danielle. <laughs> Another thing to note is that we live next door to each other. Yes. Uh, well, two doors apart. Yeah. And um, neighbours. Yeah, I can't remember how it all came about, but you reminded me of something a couple of weeks ago that I had completely forgotten about, and that was that you texted me, and I don't know, I can't remember, I must have just given it to you, or put it through yeah. your door or something, and um, you texted me, inviting me out for lunch, <laughs> mm -hmm. and I thought it was like a... I think you've aired me. Yeah, no, I thought you'd sent it to the wrong person, so I can And that, it, I don't reach out. For anyone that knows me, I'm not, I've got my friends, I'm happy. And I reached out and I sent Claire a message. Sounds like, do you want to go for lunch um, one day? And I think you either replied saying... I did reply. I don't think you meant to send this to me. So I was like, oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Then I had to look really beggy and go, no, it was for you. I want to be your friend. I feel like such a dick, honestly. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> Which is nice. But we got past that and, yeah, seven and a bit years later, yeah, here we are, best of friends. Yeah, lots yeah. of conversations, lots of drunken nights. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> lots of secrets. But I think our, our entrepreneur journeys have kind of, kind of blossomed and merged together. And yeah. with your... Um, part the panda anti-racism team and combining yes. it with my mindset mum it's now come to a perfect point where we can merge our our expertise together yeah. and yeah it and makes sense now doesn't it it's, it does yeah it's something that we talk about a lot between us mm -hmm. of our businesses and how they affect our lives and yeah. other people's lives that it felt like a really natural step to then go right should we bring this together in a conversation that other people can listen yeah. to no. I think we had uh, a drink together, was it last week? Very, very <laughs> drunk. And I remember telling yeah. you several times, we need to record this, this is, this is the perfect podcast. Yeah. We're so intelligent, we're so interesting. <laughs> we're so drunk. <laughs> We've got so much to say about the world. But we have had a lot of late nights talking shit to each yeah. other about putting the world to rights. We do, and it makes, in my head, it makes a lot of sense what we yeah. talk about. It does. And it does, I think that... We're on the right track. Both of our businesses are about a better world and yeah. being better for the world. Yeah. So that, for me, is that's where everyone should sort of be going in that direction of wanting to be better. Yeah, definitely. Do better. Definitely. 
So, yeah, if anyone can get anything from us, it makes sense. And I think we've both got Facebook groups that are generally quite busy and lots going on and learning lots that I learn from other groups as well. Yeah. So it's a way of bringing all of that yeah, into it's one good. point. It's having that online presence, isn't it? And not yeah. just being focused on one place. Because so many people have asked me about you know do I do a podcast or am I going to do a podcast mm. and it's a lot of pressure doing it yourself like I've, it's a bit of a daunting prospect that I'm yeah. sitting there preaching to people through the microphone yeah. but sitting and talking shit with you that seems <laughs> like a brilliant way to spend the afternoon I'm more than happy to do that it does it um, does it makes sense that way around it does and uh, to give a little context to to my accent and where I've come from Scotland and I moved to England um, nearly 12 years ago um, from a little place called Boat of Garton, up in the Highlands of Scotland, near the Cairngorms. And I live so down... is that like Inverness? Why? Yes, yeah, so Inverness is... I always get confused. It's about 40 miles north of Aviemore. But actually... Oh, some... I didn't know that. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is that where the Loch Ness... Yeah. Oh, Inverness. That's Inverness. Loch Ness. That's where Ness lives, yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, one day we'll do... We'll have to get ourselves up there together and have a yeah. little... I do. I've never been to Scotland, so ever... And it's somewhere yeah. that I've always wanted to go. And what better to go with, uh, yeah. what's the word, a hometown girl, I suppose. Definitely. It'd be good. Born and bred. Yep. Um, so I started the Mindset Mum, oh gosh, I should really know that. I think it's more than two years ago. I think mm. Connor, my youngest, was maybe one when I started it. Yeah. And um, I am a mindset mentor, so I help other women to kind of, get to grips with how they feel and being more positive in their thinking and how to live life more balanced. You know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the outside world, which is why we're doing this podcast in the first place. Understanding a lot of the stuff that happens outside of our control. How to how to embrace change, how to live more positively, how to meditate, how to bring all these kind of simple spiritual practices into daily life, but without alienating people with mm. the word spirituality. Because to, to me, before... I kind of really started to understand my spirituality. Mm. I thought it was a religious thing. And I still get people today, like I was working with somebody a couple of weeks ago who uh, was challenging me on on what spirituality meant. Okay. And um, sometimes it can it can feel quite tiring mm. if, some, if somebody doesn't understand it, because I'm not a religious person. Yeah, and um, I think it gets attached to religion it often, does. doesn't it? It really does get really confused. Spirituality is a separate completely spiritual it's the energy it's the part of you that we don't see and that part of you that creates anxiety and stress but also happiness and joy and love as well yeah that's all part of our spiritual self and kind of um demystifying or make it making it more available for people to embrace that part of themselves that they don't see um and that's what I talk a lot about in my in my best-selling book. Best-selling author. Get it in there. My best friend is a best-selling author, <laughs> by the way. But, and it is a well-worth read. And I ain't just saying that because she's my mate. But I am, or was, very sceptical about mindset stuff. And yeah. people have talked to me about the secret and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've gone, yeah, whatever. It's really that... And from talking to you, Claire, over the last few years, it makes sense. It's yeah. not... It isn't that big thing that you have to sort of sit every day and nom 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 it is just yeah putting good stuff out in the universe it is doing that stuff to make sure that your heart sings yeah that's, that's it what makes your heart from sing yeah definitely <laughs> um, and it's it's the simple stuff it doesn't yeah. need to be like you know i used to think that a stereotypical um meditate or somebody mm. who meditated was 
Someone who lived in the mountains with hairy armpits <laughs> wearing tie-dye. Honestly, I really did too. think that that's what these people... That's what Claire looks like. And really can't see <laughs> well, I haven't shaved my armpits. Probably. Because <laughs> Trevor has now grown a beard, so he hasn't got very ah. good razors upstairs, and I refuse to buy my own. Yeah, no, I don't so, actually. Um, Isn't that weird? I don't buy my own razors. I just steal Sam's. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah hairy for, people. I know. <laughs> tie-dye kit upstairs as well which is not mine it's for the kids <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah i am completely feeding into that stereotype that i thought the people who meditated yeah. were but the more i began to read about it the more i began to listen to other people talking about it and paying more of a paying more attention kind of listening to that inner voice myself mm-hmm. and and paying, giving it the attention it needed yep. for myself to feel. And it all came about after Trevor's accident, when he had his brain injury. And that was the, the catalyst to the beginning of change for me. Right, okay. So for those that don't know you, I suppose you have to sort of say a bit about the brain injury. I know. Otherwise people are like, oh, <laughs> tell me more. I can feel the intrigue. So, tre- so the accident that I talk about, or that we talk about in general, that kind of, that pivotal moment was Trevor had, uh, that Trevor is my other half, by the way. He's not just some random guy who lives down the street. <laughs> There's really fucking Trevor. I've impacted us so much. <laughs> random man. <laughs> oh, poor Trevor. He gets the blame for a lot of stuff. Um, but he used to work as a tree surgeon and um, he was out at work one day um, on a cherry picker or a unimog. It's the same type. And really high things. Yeah, really high things. And it was he was working at height. He, he had a basically he had a fall. He fell about fifty foot, banged his head, and I had to go to um, King's College Hospital in London. Bear in mind, we live in Kent. Oh yeah, that's it. I was just thinking that because that like King's College from where I used to live wasn't just down the road, yeah. but from here. Yeah. And having that kind of news and then having to sort of go. I know it was terrifying. Yeah. I was lucky that on the day that I got the call. It was at lunchtime, and it was on. I think it was the thirteenth of August. I, I say it like like this accent's a massive part that's of my life. I moved in on the twelfth of August. Yeah, was it a weekend? So it been, I don't know what day of the week it was to be there. To be honest, and that's that would have been the day after. Wow. Yeah, isn't it amazing? Isn't like, it? Brought you timing. Brought you I know. <laughs> When he had the accident, um, he had to learn to walk again, talk again, feed himself, dress him. He had to do everything. Mm. Um, or sorry, he had to learn to do everything again. And whilst he was learning, it was my role to, to do yep. it for him. And it significantly significantly changed the course of our lives on that on that day. Mm. And I'm not a negative person anyway. I'm not all doom and gloom. Nah. So it wasn't natural for me to fall into that mindset when it happened. But it was a bit like, fuck, what are we going to do? You know, what, mm. what, where does life go from this moment forward? Because Trev now can't work. I was a stay-at-home mum. I didn't have a career yeah. behind Kids me to support. Kids were only tiny as well. Yeah, Aidan was only three and Freya was one. So they were really little. No. But it never felt like a big deal. It never no. felt like when it happened that it was going to be five years before Trevor went back to work. It did not. There no. was never one moment where I thought, oh my God, my life has ended. It was just like, oh, Trevor's in hospital. All right, so I'll just ditch the kids for three weeks and I'll go up there and look, look after yeah. him. And that's really what I did. Well, I had really good friends. I didn't know you well enough at the time to lean on you, but if I had, yeah. you'd have had the kids. Yeah, so I basically just ditched the kids for three weeks. I came back twice. And because the children were so little at the time, on the, the nights that I did come back, they were an absolute nightmare because they just they hadn't seen yeah. their mummy for, yeah. for however long. And... They just wanted me, and when kids are away from their parents, mm. or when they see them again, they start acting up, don't they? Yeah. So it yeah. was really stressful, and it was too much of an emotional pressure for me to have to deal with that. 
and deal with what was happening to Trevor yeah. as well. So I um, I just left my kids with my friends and Trevor's niece, who actually, ironically, was coming down for her summer holiday on the day that Trevor's yeah, accident okay. happened. Um, she was getting her flight, I think it was like three o'clock in the afternoon, and he had his accident oh, at wow. one o'clock, and I phoned her, I was like, Hayley, Hayley, um, oh, Trevor's in hospital, I don't know if you should come down. She says, well, I'm at the airport. Oh, oh just come, then you can look after the kids. And then I was off on <laughs> my way up to London. And... Um, from there that kind of that changed everything about our mm-hmm. life and you know I do say in the book when I introduce because it's such a massive event in our lives mm-hmm. and it is something I talk about I sometimes feel maybe I talk about it too much you know sometimes mm-hmm. you've got something that happens it's like for fuck's sake stop talking about it like yeah but then sometimes when it is that like I said that pivotal moment that thing that happens that sort of that has put you on the course yeah that has led to where you are now it yeah. would your life you don't know that your life would been any different but I would you'd assume because yeah. you were on a different path at that point anyway so yeah I think well everything in, in life does happen for a reason every experience that you have is there yeah. for you to learn a lesson whether it's minor or major yeah. and what happened with Trevor although it didn't happen to me directly mm-hmm. it indirectly affected the course of my life because yeah. I had to change the way that I yeah. I react and how I behave towards him so that made me kind of question a lot about what I was supposed to do, where we were going to move from there. And everything that happened after that was just a really natural progression. I think a year after Trevor's accident, I started my very first home-based business. And because I always wanted to have my own business, but, you know, I never really, I wasn't a get up and go woman. Mm. Like I didn't, I wasn't hugely ambitious. I wasn't someone who was going to go and work in this city and have this crazy, like 40 year career as, um, some I don't know high-powered woman in stilettos like that just wasn't me mm-hmm. but I did know at some point in my life I would have my own business and okay. this after Trevor's accident not been at work and things like that it really made me think well maybe this is the time to do it mm-hmm. and so that was exciting although that business never really came to a great deal it, I it lost my joy though, it? it learned it taught me an awful lot and it introduced me a, to a lot about personal development and mm-hmm. that's what I took from that experience was um, personal growth goal setting um, understanding like the first person that asked me to watch The Secret so I learned about what the law of attraction was and that mm-hmm. was what kind of sparked my interest and it kind of all tumbleweeded no, from there tumbled from there snowballed <laughs> snowballed from there <laughs> so many different words <laughs> we got there in the end no and it does but I think that I suppose response to what made me start part mm-hmm. because it was having moved to Kent and having a lot of racism aimed at my children who mm-hmm. when we moved were what they I think they were year three four and Bo started in nursery so I think we'd been in Kent for six months and then Charlie was called the n-word in school Jesus. and I was like well like, I lived in southeast London like it is a melting pot of cultures and races mm-hmm. and it happens I'm sure but it had never happened in that way and it was so like to you directly yeah. to you and to you. my children yeah. so that's I, that for me was even worse because it's mm-hmm. like it has since happened in my presence to me and I'm like I can deal with that to my children it's all like that hit and he was I think Charlie was six or seven at the time and I remember I was helping out at the school where it happened and they came to find me and they said oh um, there's been an incident and they tried to put it down as name calling mm-hmm. and I was so like, that. that's it. not name calling. That is so beyond yeah. name calling. That is a racial incident and it was, they didn't know how to deal with it. 
I didn't really know how to deal with it. Mm. I then had to explain to my son what the N-word was because he didn't even know. He didn't know what it was. He was like, why is that a bad thing? So I'm having then to go into subjects that you don't really want to be having with a six-year-old, but you had to. And then after that time, I'd say within the next two years... I can't even count the amount of like racist abuse between them. It was just it just felt. Is constant. it predominantly the boys that experience it? Bella has never, never, ever, ever. That's that she's and I've asked her because it is a conversation we have a lot. Yeah. And I have said, but I went to a course with Sally last year. I think it was on mixed race harmony. Our Sally, our Sally. Oh, we, we love, love you, Sally. Sally. <laughs> and they were talking and saying that basically the long and short was that mixed race girls are sort of the ideal so it tends oh, to have it was a whole spiel when they had there was a little more stuff that went into it but sort of saying the look of the golden brown and the curly hair that everyone okay. perceives as the best thing in the world yeah so maybe that was part of it because that is boo to a like bella to a t whereas boys it's your boys and i think that i kept noticing this happening it kept happening kept going to schools and schools were like we don't know what to do with at one point i think they made the boy one boy apologize to my son and then a week later he called him the n-word again or called him something else that i'm not going to repeat so um my son punched him (laughs) because second time we've done it which to me not condoning violence but if you're going to be racist at some point it's going to come back on you and the school just kept saying i don't know what to do with it and i kept getting upset my husband kept getting angry and we were like, I was like, I've got to do something about this. It's not, I don't believe that most of the kids, because it was kids generally that were saying it, were diehard racists. Yeah. I think they were just ignorant and uneducated. And so where do you think like, that racism comes from in the first place then? It comes from the home, and yeah, it, does. it does. And it's, I think this year <laughs> has shown us yeah. that there are a lot of diehard racists out there. Yeah. But I think the kids want to learn. And since doing part and setting up part and speaking to kids, like in my normal day job, I work in mental health. So I go into loads of different schools around Kent. It's not a diverse area. It is a mainly white area. Mm. So they don't see it. They're not talked about it. They, no one explains stuff. They say something, they get in trouble, but then no one explains why it's wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's, to me, it's very simple. Like ask me a question, I'll tell you an answer. That learn about it. And that's what I've been doing. So it, but it, I don't think I would have done that had I had stayed in London. Yeah. I would never have gone this way. And yeah, actually, yeah. it feels so right to be doing this. Mm-hmm. And it's building and building and doing more and more. And it just feels right. Yeah. And I think for me, as a white woman, I didn't, mm. coming from a very white upbringing, mm. uh, I'm, I mean, where I came from in the Highlands of Scotland, there were no mm. other faces besides white faces. Yeah. The, the in every town and village there's a there's a Chinese restaurant and an Indian yeah. restaurant, but those children were homeschooled. I always used okay. to wonder why do we not see those kids? But you okay. could see them up in their window on their flat above the okay. Chinese, but you never ever seen them out and about. So that almost added to mm. the segregation and this this misunderstanding of different races yeah. for us growing up, and um. Oh, I can't remember what else I was going to say about that, but that, my train of thought was totally on point there. No, I just but wondered. I think it's because we all, I remember before we moved that saying to Sam, I'm nervous about this move because yeah. having lived in South East London where it is everyone, moving to an area which I knew can, especially where we are, yeah. is mainly white. And it was, I was a bit like, 
oh, is this going to be an issue? Mm-hmm. And I was Sam's like, no, the world's not like that anymore. We're past that point. Yeah. We're all, we love Jeez. everyone. Bollocks. But, um, but with that in mind, I'd say 95% of the people I meet mm-hmm. are absolutely lovely. Having lived in areas where a lot of my friends that are here probably have lived in areas or grown up in areas where it was predominantly white mm-hmm. and they are not racist people by yeah. any means. Sometimes people make stupid statements, that's mm-hmm. very normal, but most of my friends want to learn, want to, are not are just accepting of everyone else. Yeah. So It's that conscious anti-racism, isn't it? It's consciously yeah. making the effort to be anti-racist, yeah. not just merely saying, well, I'm not a racist, no. but are you? what active steps are you taking to mm-hmm. be on the other side of that fence. And it is, and that's, I think that is the difference. Yeah. That everyone holds, we talk a lot about this, like biases, because it is a massive thing. Everyone mm-hmm. holds biases. Everyone makes judgments on people. But most of us will go, do you know what, that's a bias. It's either positive or it's negative. But how will that impact on someone else? How's that going to make someone else feel? I'm not then going to go and discriminate on someone else because mm-hmm. of it. But other people do. And we have to step in and go, no, that's wrong. If we see it, if we hear it, that is the difference of just going, yeah, it's fine if you tolerate, and I hate that word tolerate mm-hmm. as well, by the way, um, that you tolerate everyone, but actually, will you then, you tolerate everyone and you're happy to be around all races, but yet someone sits and makes a racist joke to you, and although that makes you feel uncomfortable, yeah. because you don't agree, you don't say anything, you don't yeah. challenge it, so then that person, may then well think actually oh they agree with me yeah or they don't mind or whereas for the most of us would go no do you know what no that's racist that's out of order you can't say that yeah that's that's sexist that's homophobic and that's the difference is speaking up and challenging stupid behavior because it does affect people and this year more than any other year in my lifetime i think has really shown that together we can make a difference Mm -hmm. And you saw the protest, and I went to some protests and took the kids, and it was so many different cultures, so many yeah. different races, and everyone working together mm-hmm. for a big cause. There was also a lot of hate thrown back into it, but if we stand together and if we are educated, then we know mm-hmm. more how to handle it. And that's for me, it's such a simple thing. Yeah, well, I know I've learned a hell of a lot just from you, and I think having having you to be able to ask questions to mm-hmm. safely. I think the yeah. worry for some, for me anyway, and for people that I've had mm. kind of conversations with about is, it's offending. It's it's yeah. getting it wrong. It's saying the wrong yeah. thing. Um, I mean, you don't need to be um, the brightest person in the world to know that you don't say certain words. Mm-hmm. Um, you but, think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there are. It's 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 having the openness and the intrigue mm. and the desire to want yeah. to to understand it more rather than just reading the, the news lines seeing mm. the stories on social media and you know some people might argue that they're getting fed up of reading about it now or getting oh it's getting a bit boring now try Why living is, it yeah exactly <laughs> try living it and try and experiencing mm-hmm. it on a daily basis when it is your yeah. life when the color of your skin doesn't mm-hmm. it dictates how other people behave yeah. and react towards you and that's that there is you know, the beginnings of the, the understanding of your white privilege when you don't, yeah. when what you look like doesn't make any impact on, no. on your day. And it is, and I think that the Facebook group, and I think that's where yours as well is the same, is that on 
experiences that we don't necessarily live but actually i think we're very lucky especially with my facebook group where we have so many conversations about yeah. stuff or people post stuff and you can read that and then you will get most people will then either read it and they go oh i need to read some more about that mm -hmm. or i need to see some more about that because actually that's something i didn't quite know about before mm -hmm. so i'm going to go and look into it or i'm going to speak to someone about that and so it's providing those conversations that we might not have had otherwise yeah that actually then will have a knock-on effect and i know I think it was, I can't remember what it was about, but someone would put something on my Facebook group the other day about talking to a, their child about something, like something that they'd seen on the group uh -huh. and they had that conversation with their child and just said that it was so nice to talk to their kid who was young, yeah. who they probably would never have talked to about racism yeah. because they thought it's too young, but actually it affects why? them What age is it okay to start talking about these things? It's, these things? it's why would you not have the conversation? Yeah. It's not saying, it's not having to be a negative conversation and that's where I think people get mm -hmm. the misunderstanding. It's not going, the world is a shit place and everyone's mm -hmm. racist and then and then Yeah, I ain't saying that. It's just saying, shit things happen to people. Mm -hmm. This is what we can do to make it better and this is how we understand. Like the whole colourblind, it drives me mental. I can't deal with it. I don't, it's stupid. We all see colour, accept it. Yeah. Like, just don't judge from that colour. Yeah. That, so if you're saying, if you're constantly saying to your kids, oh, don't worry, we don't see colour, then you're teaching them something else. Whereas yeah. if you're saying, well, actually, no, Tanya's black, Claire's white. Mm -hmm. That's just it. Yeah, it's okay it's, to say those words. Yeah. It's okay to yeah. to notice that there's a difference. Because mm -hmm. remember, I think it was last year, Connor, when he was, what, two and a half, mm. and um, I told you I'd gone to... Oh, to the library. Library, yeah. and it was this little <laughs> rhyme time. And... Um, our our other friend Sally, she's got mixed race children as well, and her youngest is is quite close with Connor, yeah. and they'd been spending some time together. And Connor had seen this little boy come into the library. He'd yeah. never seen him before, but he was a mixed race boy. And um, Connor <laughs> sat on my knee, waving, <laughs> waving, and waving, <laughs> going hi, hi. <laughs> And it, I felt uncomfortable because yeah. I knew why he was waving, yeah. and I didn't, I didn't know how to, mm -hmm. to explain it to the mother because I didn't know how open she was going to be yeah. to this stranger. I got speaking to her; she was absolutely mm -hmm. lovely, and I'm really sorry I never got her bloody number because <laughs> I know I remember you saying, "We're going to need a friend." friend. <laughs> <laughs> Stalker, <laughs> not stalkers as a rule, but just sometimes. But Connor sees he sees the difference in how we look yeah so why would i ignore that why would exactly. i choose to say oh no 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 Con um tanya's just the same as us no. her skin's just a little bit darker mm -hmm. and uh, whenever we look at those little storybooks and things there's always you know there's different color faces in it yeah, and there used to be which is well sometimes there's line. none but sometimes they're getting there there's a lot more out there which is good and it should it's there was a there's a picture that i show in some of the trainings that i do and it just basically says that young people or kids see colour, and they do from very, very early, mm -hmm. but the difference is they don't judge on that colour. Yeah. They're accepting of, you've got brown skin, you've got white skin, you've mm -hmm. got skin in between, and whatever else. That Whereas it's as we get older that we take in all the hate from other people mm -hmm. that then makes that an issue. Mm -hmm. We should be able to see someone's colour, see what comes with that colour, also see there is a person in there, yeah. and actually that's a rounded thing mm -hmm. and that's it it's I always say I don't get it a lot of the time because it's so simple to me that yeah. I don't get the ignorance I don't get the hate but that's where 
I like to have conversations with other people yeah. about it. And it is, I get, it is uncomfortable. Anything that touches that rawly yeah. is going to be uncomfortable, but that shouldn't stop people from having them. Yeah. And I think that's where this podcast hopefully will make people answer themselves more questions, yeah. look at their own biases, their own stereotypes. We'll also just hear two normal people talking shit about yeah. shit that matters. Yeah. That, and I actually, love that. That's a great little tactic. <laughs> talking shit about shit that matters. Get a t-shirt, mate! <laughs> I do like a t-shirt. Hoodie. Hoodie. But do you know what? I think we need to touch on your name. And this is quite prevalent yeah. because... Um, yeah. When our friendship began to grow, and I would refer to you as my friend Tanya to my other friends, and they're like, "Who is this girl Tanya you talk about?" And I could have so easily just said to her, "Well, she's the black face at school. She's the only black woman <laughs> yeah. up there." But yeah. it felt really weird yeah. to say that. But of course, mm-hmm. your name is Zara Tanya. Yes. But you're known as Tanya to some and to Zara some. to others. I'm probably known as Zara. More. It, in my head it feels very 50 50 so mm-hmm. it is it is something that gets raised everywhere because so when i was born my dad wanted me to be called zara and my mum wanted me to be called tanya mm-hmm. so my dad won in a way of getting zara first because i think it means princess so he was like that needs to go first oh. my mum being my mum and being actually the boss sort of was like no well we're calling her tanya yeah so at home and family i am tanya anyone that is around my family generally calls me Tanya mm-hmm. but then because Zara's first then you go to school and they're like what's your name Zara because it's written first and then that's stuck <laughs> so it's just so then I've gone to school and all my school friends then call me Zara except the few that used to come to my house a lot that then call me Tanya and it gets very confusing and I when I before I moved I was like I'm moving I'm having a fresh start yeah I'm gonna just be called Tanya because Sam my husband calls me Tan because yeah he's my husband and he's been around my family and I was like that makes sense and then we moved and the first person I met was like what's your name Sarah like, for fuck's sake so I must have been yeah. with you you must have been with Sam when I asked you what your name was because yeah. I must have heard it from a slight distance because Tanya Danielle <laughs> Tan. he not... might have said Tan oh maybe and you might have gone Dan heard Dan maybe that's what it was yeah. That but yeah, no, for a good sense. couple of weeks, I totally thought you were Danielle. <laughs> I think I even no. started calling you Danny at one point as well. Okay. No, that's not one of my names. I've got a lot of names, that ain't one of them. Uh, but, yeah, call me anything. It does, it just, it's confusing. I remember that one of my good friends now, Joe, when she first met me with Sam, he introduced me to Zara, because when I first mm-hmm. met Sam, he met me Zara. And then after about two weeks, he'd been around my family, so it was like, Tan. So he'd gone back to the pub and seen all of them and were like, Oh, I really like Tan. And she was like, what do you mean? I really like Zara. Where's Zara gone? And he was like, no, it's the same person. She was like, that makes no sense. It is a black thing as well. It does come back to being black. Oh, does it? It is. I could name so many of my family that have that, where they have got their first name, but they're not called their first name. They are called their middle name. Okay. don't really know why it's... Maybe there's some an actual story in that. Something to well, actually look Well, we should look, look into it. In fact, if anybody yeah. knows, yeah, let do us let us know. Um, but it's it is interesting, isn't it, having that who you meet and how you how you identify yourself with, yeah. and uh, and, and it does. And it's I very much, and I don't know if it's just if it is being black, but you sort of go, oh no, the white girl or the black girl or the Asian person. It yeah, you, it, you're not as or I'm not as afraid to ever say that. Yeah. That but you do like one of my favourite things is the black girl, it's the whisper, the black. <laughs> <laughs> so 
you don't have to whisper it. I was like, who's she whispering to? Yeah, it's who's there? It is. The black one. Uh, who? What? Me? Oh, okay. No, very weird. You don't have to whisper it. It's fine. Just say it. God's sake. It is. Oh, it's, you've God. got to take the, take the laughs where they are. Yeah, it, definitely. And I think that's, again, where hopefully people enjoy this podcast because yeah. it's we're talking about really <laughs> uncomfortable stuff a lot of the time and today we've sat back we've had a laugh and generally we do sit back and have a laugh yeah, and even with the topics that are pretty deep and I think that does come from the mindset of just embracing stuff yeah, and of just not being chill yeah not being bogged down by it okay so there we go we've shared a little bit about us and how we know each other why we've come to create this podcast the t's and c's of life and um it's been fun it has Good. been fun it is and i'm i'm really excited yeah i'm really excited forward that we always say we talk a lot but uh, me and claire and we're always talking about something so it's yeah. nice to now get that out there more we've both got our facebook groups where we're constantly talking about our businesses and about life yeah so now it's just widening that Aww. i think oh, <laughs> But no, honestly, this um, this podcast is a great opportunity to just inspire some conversations, inspire some different ways of thinking. And, you know, because not everybody likes reading, not everybody likes to go on social media, because once you go on social media, sometimes it's like the rabbit hole, isn't it? You think, oh, God, yeah. oh, I'm just going to go in there and quickly check something. I went to go and sell something on the selling site the other day, half an hour later, I didn't know why I was yeah. there. I hadn't, and I still haven't <laughs> sold it. I can lose hours a day Mm -hmm. just going on stuff and then I end up in arguments as well with um, racist twats so sometimes I have to take myself off yeah so actually just sitting back and listening to a podcast could be a much better alternative and imagine yourself sitting sitting with us and we're having a little chat together and that's how we want to kind of come across. That's how I always want to deliver my expertise. Is it even expertise? I feel like a bit of a fucking fraud saying I'm an expert. I'm oh, not an imposter syndrome. That's a conversation. Well, there you go. I have written a book on it all, so there yeah. you go. Yes. So I do know what I'm talking about. But yeah. I always like to feel like the delivery is just easy. It's natural. It's a conversation. I don't want to preach to you. And you've yeah. always said that. You, yeah, you I stand. don't. I, I think it stems from being, I'm, I'm still a teenager in my brain, don't talk at me. Yeah, I don't yeah, like yeah. being talked at. And I'm going to tune out and I'm not going to listen, even if what you're saying is making the most sense in the world. I like a conversation. I like a discussion. We are not sitting here saying that everything we say is right, mm-hmm. but this is our viewpoint on it. This is what we think about it. Yeah. I am right. But <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. But I hope you listen and get something out of it because we really enjoy doing it. Yeah. And you can join in the chat on our Facebook group. So mine is the Panda Anti-Racism Team on Facebook. Got the group and the page and got an Instagram page at Panda Anti-Racism Team. And I've got Twitter, but I don't use it. Um, you could totally abuse Tanya on Twitter, by the way, and she wouldn't even know about wouldn't it. wouldn't have a clue. You wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> Probably am being abused on there, to be fair. Ah, who would abuse you, honestly? No one, I'm lovely. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you, connect, you can connect with me, um, the Mindset Mum. I'm the Mindset Mum everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. But... Sadly, I can't claim the genius and come up no? with a name for that. No, no, that was not my doing. Oh. It was actually somebody who was on a course with me. I'd gone off to the... We were talking about business names and stuff like that. And um, I'd gone off to the loo and come back and she says, the mindset mum. And I was like, oh. oh my God, that is genius. But surely it's not available. Oh, and uh, yeah, it was available everywhere. So 
Oh, that is, and that, yeah, because it does, it works. It does it work. It fits. I think it's genius. <laughs> so if you've, if you've taken, if you've taken something from this, or even if it's just wet your, wet your appetite for more, and then feel free to share it. Share it with people that you know that might be interested, or share it with people that, whether they're interested or not, I don't care. <laughs> Get them listening. Yeah. People need to hear this. You know, people need to open their minds to what they maybe don't know, or what they're maybe curious about, but... Yeah. Are not sure where to find the information. Yeah, and we will we when I say we have conversations, we do have very deep conversations. Yeah, we and do. that is what we are going to be talking about. But we talk about it in a way that hopefully is easy to understand and easy to sort of take away with you. Um so yeah, give us a chance and Yeah. And let us know if there's anything that's kind of any topics that you'd like us oh, to yeah, cover. Because we have a whole list. Well Zara, uh, Tanya has a whole list. There you go. Do I was away call you Zara. You <laughs> We have a whole list of um, topics that we want to cover, um, but obviously we don't want to be speaking to ourselves, so if there's something on your mind, um, then let us know. Yeah. And we intend to share with you, or have a podcast out every fortnight. Lockdowns, I don't know how it's going to work, but we'll figure it out. Shout out over the gardens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. sound good, wouldn't it? Go on the, on the trampolines and see yeah, if you can oh jump the God. highest. Yeah, I'll stop breathing after about five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> not fit so. Um, so yeah we plan on getting this to you every fortnight um, but obviously if we've got a lot to say so that we might close the gap on that and if we do then happy days yeah. it's, um, the more we'll we talk about this stuff the better and this stuff I mean the T's and C's of life not just like any old thing but proper important shit stuff that we're all <laughs> really important with. shit yeah totally <laughs> really important shit and thank you for listening if you've got this far Thank you very yeah. much. I hope you've enjoyed it and I hope you come back and join in the conversations with us. Yeah. Let's put a big Thank smile on our faces anyway. Yes. It feels good. Yeah. So we'll love you and leave you and we'll speak to you really soon. Bye.